This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Friday, June 3rd. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. California burns. What big soy sale means for U.S. and some farm workers get new protections. Spotty drought relief. Heavy precipitation over portions of the plains of the northwest provided some relief for the ongoing drought. But the Texas Panhandle and much of the West remain very dry. That according to the latest U.S. Drought Monitor. Central Kansas was one of the regions to see the most improvement. About a third of the state is now classified in severe to exceptional drought. More than 44% of the state was rated that way the last week. Now take note. California has seen no improvement at all. Nearly 98% of the state remains in severe to exceptional drought. The same share as last week. This time last year, 95% of the state was in that same condition. By the numbers, 63%. That's the average cost share the federal government will pay for crop insurance premiums from 2023 through 2032, according to the latest cost estimate from the Congressional Budget Office. Farmers expected to pay about $3.7 billion a year in premiums. The total federal cost to the program over 10 years is projected at $80 billion, down $15 billion from CBO's July 21 forecast, according to an internal analysis of the latest CBO baseline by the Senate Ag Committee's GOP staff. The reduction is due to an expected decline in insured corn and wheat acres. Hoven presses for planting payments. In North Dakota and northern Minnesota, the problem is too much, not too little rain. Senator John Hoven, Republican from North Dakota, continues to push USDA to offer payments to farmers to offset the reduction in crop guarantees farmers face due to late planting. In an AgriPulse Newsmakers interview, Hoven confirmed what we reported earlier this week, that the idea is under serious consideration at the Department of Ag. Right now, with the problem that we have with inflation across the board and coarse food inflation, we need our farmers putting those crops on the ground, said Hoban. This week's edition of Newsmakers will post today at agripulse.com. Big U.S. soybean sale to Pakistan offers optimism for new crop demand. USDA's announcement of a substantial sale of new crop soybeans to Pakistan is a good sign for the international demand picture ahead of this year's harvest, said Mac Marshall. He is vice president of market intelligence at the United Soybean Board and the U.S. Soy Export Council. USDA reported sales of 352,000 metric tons of U.S. soybeans to Pakistan, 297,000 tons of which is for delivery in the 22-23 market a year. It's the largest single-day sale to Pakistan announced at this time of year for new crop soybeans in the past decade, said Marshall. The sale is, quote, reflective of both overall demand strength for U.S. soybeans and the considerable growth of Pakistan as a buyer, he said. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak after this. AgriPulse Daybreak is sponsored by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative, the third largest dairy cooperative in the country based on milk volume. Edge is a powerful advocate of Washington for farmers throughout the Midwest. 
Dairy farmers have always been leaders in caring for the environment, and they continue to lead in addressing changing climate conditions. EDGE believes environmentally focused policies affecting agriculture should be guided by farmers, grounded in science, driven by the market, and sufficiently flexible to allow for innovation at the farm level. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak. U.S. and Japan hold ceremony for beef trade agreement. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai and Japanese Ambassador Koji Tomita have signed a deal struck in March to reduce the threat of interruptions of U.S. beef exports. The agreement, inked yesterday, makes it less likely that Japanese safeguard measures will kick into place, raise tariffs on U.S. beef. The agreement adds two additional measures that could prevent Japan's trade volume trigger from being activated by high levels of U.S. beef shipments. Washington State sets emergency heat rules. A new rule that takes an effect in Washington State June 15th will require ag employers to, quote, encourage and allow workers to take paid preventative cool-down breaks as needed. Under the current and emergency regulations, when temperatures are above 89 degrees, employers must give workers access to shade and provide enough cool water for each employee to drink at least a quart an hour. Keep in mind, the Occupational Safety and Health Administration is currently contemplating a national heat safety standard. Administration urged to narrow WOTUS. The Arizona Farm Bureau and other groups and government agencies in the Southwest are pleading for clarity from the EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers on a new Waters of the U.S. definition under the Clean Water Act. Arizona Farm Bureau President Stephanie Smallhouse and others participating in the latest WOTUS regional roundtable yesterday said the agency's December proposal was overboard, and she said Arizona should have the lead on protecting non-navigable waters, such as ephemeral and intermittent streams. Smallhouse said the input that the agencies are getting at the roundtable should be, quote, seriously considered in a meaningful way when that rule is implemented. An EPA official emphasized that the Kermit period is closed on the latest proposal. Another ag voice, we can't continue to operate farms and ranches if we're constantly having to try to get permits and whatnot for what we do, said Carlisle Courier, a rancher in western Colorado representing the Colorado Ag Water Alliance, which includes most of the state's big farm groups. Here's today's She Said It. If we want to make these markets flourish, there can be no room for greenwashing or double counting of credits. In other words, there should be no room for fraud. That Bella Rosenberg, senior counsel and head of regulatory and legal practice group for the International Swaps and Derivatives Association on Voluntary Carbon Markets. She was speaking during a Commodity Futures Trading Commission hearing on the issue. Well, that's Daybreak for this Friday, June 3rd. Brought to you by Edge Dairy Farmer Cooperative. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.